0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of TOWAS VIVENCIA, the podcast, in this second season, Bridging the Gap. In this second season, we are bridging the gap between some of the top dance companies in the whole world and our community. TOWAS VIVENCIA will be collaborating with dancers who are, or have been working with the greatest choreographers and companies of the 20th and 21st century. These incredible artists bring these incredible works and performances to life and they have generously offered to share how they train in order to do so. Their personal approaches to the company's technical style, cross-training for both body and mind, and staying creatively inspired. All this and more will provide a unique insight into how these dancers work, how they work within these companies and how they bridge the gap between their previous training and what is required to work with those companies. Good morning, beautiful people. We are about to start the first ever Towards Viventia podcast live. Instead of uh, being uh, pre-recorded conversations with our guest artists, we are inviting them in our Instagram channel for us to have a conversation in real time and for everyone to be able to join. So excuse us if the sound quality is not as good as this one that you are listening to right now. But I think it's worthy. Today with us, we have Leticia Silva. It's an amazing dancer, someone that I admire very much and someone that I'm very proud to say she is my friend. Uh, She was born in Havana, Cuba, and she was working as a um, classical ballet dancer for many years at the National ballet of Cuba and then she jumped into Acosta danza as a contemporary dancer she's going to be telling us all about her transition and what is she doing right now and what are the classes that she's offering with a twist <laughs> So let's start diving directly. Uh, You and I, we met each other uh, in 2015 or 2016 when I went to Cuba, and it was fantastic. Uh, And uh, I always said that the Cuban dancers are not dancers, are not human. You guys are beasts, are kind of like animals, are so amazing. So let's start just diving into. Tell me a little bit more about your education as a Cuban dancer. I want to, to know everything from where you started to where you are right now.
1: Well, in Cuba, we have uh, really good schools, and I started my studying in the National Ballet School, and we have like eight years studying that. Eight years. It is really exactly. It's really okay. professional.
0: What, what the age do you start?
1: With ten years. Yes. Yes, you do the exam in with nine, mm-hmm. and then you go to the to the school. First you do like uh, five years and after three more. And then with 18, you are professional and you can start to to work in Cuba or anywhere.
0: And if I'm right, uh, because of the Cuban system, actually you have to work, right? Uh, so you spend eight years in the school and then you have to do kind of like an, a placement in a company, so you have to work for free for a few years or so with a little salary kind of like to pay back your studies, am I right?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, first you have like six months of practice and then uh, you have to do like uh, two years. But uh, the salary, yes, it's like a practice salary, but a little bit more, not like the six uh, months.
0: Okay, I see, I see. And where did you do your two years practice?
1: I did in the National Ballet Company.
0: But I guess uh, not everyone gets into the national dance company, right?
1: No, it, it is really hard. In my year, we were like two dancers, only two girls into the company. Out of how moment. many? We were like forty, thirty 30 girls. And 30 then old. they choose nine girls for the, for the practice, for the six months practice. And after that, they only choose two girls. And for the men, was Easier. They they were like nine, nine months or something like that.
0: I see. So can you tell us a little bit about those eight years? What, what is the thing that you remember about your education? What is the thing that you still carry with you nowadays out of that strong eight years Cuban dance education?
1: About that year, eight years, it was like everything was about dance. We were in the school and we spent Sorry,
0: the ambulance. <laughs> I can see. You yes. can see that this is live. We are not lying. <laughs> this is happening. It's not the dance studio. Maybe yes. close the window or something like that.
1: Yes, I will do that. Okay. Sorry.
0: You can dance your way towards the, the window. <laughs> like, a, ah. like a Cuban dancer.
1: <laughs> it's better now.
0: Yes. Thank you, Leticia. Mm.
1: Yes. So what it... do you
0: remember about those eight years?
1: In the school, I remember that we spent a uh, really good uh, preparation for, for our dance. Uh, we always split the day, the middle. It, it was between the study and the, and the dance, but always like uh, we received like a, a complete information a like complete uh, training, uh, music, ballet, repertoire, folklore, uh, everything. And it, we were always really focusing from ten years. It's like a, you know what do you want to do in the future?" And it was like that that is I, I take from from that moment you know from from that year our responsibility with, the, with our training with, our, with the dance. Can you tell me more
0: about that, take your responsibility for your own training? What what do you mean?
1: Yes, because we were a child and we spent uh, so much time uh, in classes. And after, I remember that uh, we were in the school until really late. And after I was in my home practicing again, (laughs) Mm. it is like uh, we were obsessed. With the with the dance with with ballet and also if we had a a party or something like that we were dancing again <laughs> and always it it was like uh, uh, we were in that like uh, yes they they teach us the responsibility because we started really early mm-hmm. and we had the two the two things the studies and the ballet, because it wasn't only the ballet. Like I said, we had like seven signature more.
0: <laughs> seven subjects. In the
1: school, exactly.
0: Well, right, that's a lot. So uh, we normally focus in how hard it is. What is the, the hardest thing of dance? But what is the thing that you remember with more love, with is like, well, I remember this was really beautiful. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Another I, I a teacher, a moment in the school. Uh, what is something that you remember with, yeah, with love?
1: I remember with, uh, with love, just yes, about discovering the dance the, the dance world. I, I was in my sixth year when we went to the, to the other school because we spent five years, uh, five years, and after three years, in that three years, we were like 15. My brother and, and I started to, to dance together. Mm-hmm. We did the badet together, La Film Algarde. And we were rehearsing with Fernando Alonso. He's one of the creators of the Cuban National with the Cuban School, Ballet School. And he was uh, with, uh, with us and he he gave you that uh, Something special about dance because we started to do a pas de Dé,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, it wasn't more about épique uh, or a passé or pirouette.
2: Not he about teaches the steps. about
1: not about the steps. He, he teaches about the intentions, about the meaning of the dance, about the expression. He he put every part of the pas de dé, like a dialogue. Mm-hmm. between us, because until that moment we were dancing and all that, but we were so focused about the training, the technique and, and everything, and we, of course, we had the joy and fun, but it's not like a, we didn't find that meaning in everything. And in, in that year, we we found that. Mm. And he, uh, it was a beautiful moment when I wasn't doing an arabesque, I was Uh, calling him I was uh, giving a kiss in uh, in Sandiu and it wasn't it and it was like uh, giving my love or calling him to to me and it was really really beautiful and also because we were spending our time together sharing that that moment between us I guess
0: I guess that was very special because for those who doesn't know Leticia Silva has a, a brother and uh, a brother is a dancer but it's not only a brother he is your twin so actually it is fantastic you. how you both started dancing together and then you went for the national company of cuba to Acosta Danza can you tell me tiny bit more uh your time in the national company of cuba with your brother with your twin before you go into um into the company before you go into Acosta
1: yes uh... We we been like a, for five or six years, dancing in the, in the National Company, doing like a really classical repertoire there. Uh, we only did some contemporary works in the festivals, in the Havana festivals, uh, but it was really classical. And in some point, I felt like uh, I wanna do other things too. And when I heard that Carlos was doing the auditions for, for his company, I didn't think twice. <laughs> for sure, because it wasn't a good time for me. I, I, I was spending like a six years mm-hmm. dancing what I love in that moment, uh, in something that I really worked hard. Yeah. But in that moment, uh, I was feeling that necessity to do other things to, to express myself in other ways. And it was a great opportunity with, with Carlos. He where about, that
0: uh, need came, and before we go into your time with, uh, with Carlos Acosta, where that need of something different came from? Why?
1: Uh, so, sorry.
0: Kaisa is arriving, so for those yeah, who are with yeah, us sorry. live we are having another guest. Uh, her name is kaisa and she's going to be part of the number of interviews that we are going to be doing with uh, with leticia for those who doesn't know leticia is also going to be teaching with us uh, next week that's why we are doing this conversation for her to tell us a little bit about her development and what she's going to be sharing with us in towards so those who are in the live um, call or listening to the podcast afterwards do not miss her classes because she is an absolutely amazing dancer, but above everything, a gorgeous human being that we will talk today about it. Uh, because I, I know quite closely, Leticia, you, her and I, we had the chance to work together. <laughs> Kaisa, good morning.
1: Kaisa, we are in life. Good morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kaisa was supposed to arrive here at 9.15, but it's, you know, Cuban time and also America. with the uh, transport et cetera et cetera. <laughs> Kaisa, say hello, and then we continue with the, uh, with the interview.
1: Kaisa, come here and say hello. I and then
0: we continue with the interview. Hello. <laughs> All right, uh, Leticia, tell us a little bit about where that need of um, doing something different than ballet came from. What, in those six years, what happened for you to say, OK, I, I need more than this?
1: Yes, I think it's it is about everything. It it is about experience. Uh, We always do. Maybe in the national ballet we were doing like uh, maybe the same classical repertoire, Uh, and in some point I I wanted and I will enjoy the contemporary moments with the process and the and and the journey in the in that. in that creative process. They were really short, but I really liked it. I wanted to know more about it. And I knew that when you are in the national company, all your time is with that. If you want to do other things, you must to go out and, and find it. And I, 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 I wanted also to, to change to other view, and not be like a big company. It is, it is hard to be in a big company.
0: Because how oh, many dancers do you have in the National Company of Cuba? One hundred. One hundred dancers in a company. So actually you yes. get lost in, among all those dancers. Like, well, who yes, is Letitia, it is, right?
1: It is crazy.
0: <laughs> so yes, let me but... ask you about uh, your transition into Acosta Danza. Uh, I guess Alejandro, Alex, uh, his uh, her brother, her twin. And you decided to audition together. So I have two questions for you. What did you know about Carlos Acosta before you going into the audition and how was the audition?
1: Well, we always knew about Carlos Acosta because he's very famous in Cuba. And uh, uh, and we knew uh, his history, like a classical dancer, but he knew too, like he wanted to do a contemporary company. For short, we We didn't know about what is going to happen if we get, if, if we get in, into the company, but it was exciting and I told you that it was so right in the moment i was, I was more sure about to go to that company no my brother he was a really happy in the national company but he also really enjoyed the contemporary things. He's really good too. Ah, and we I didn't know that. So
0: Alejandro was not sure if to go into a yes, Costa.
1: Es- no, I didn't know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I said I think it's a good moment to, to experiment other, other things and also to go to the, to the audition. In that moment, it was strange to change company in Cuba because our school, I re- they are really specific. In classical or contemporary or folklore, and when you gra- graduate, you go to the company direct to the to the same style, You never change. In that moment, now it's different, but in that moment it was strange to change company in the same in the same city. And we were like, but uh, for me it was clear. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: I have a question about that. What was strange about it? Is it because of the, how the people look at it, your other dancers, or because of you, instead of going every day there? What was strange? It's
1: strange about change company? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, because uh, we had the, like the, the three or four big companies, mm-hmm. and I said like everybody like, uh, was training in one style, and after you go to that company and also if you don't want to be there you always in that moment the dancers went out to the to the country looking for other jobs or dancing other place but not in there only now i understand so it's
0: not not strange but it was something not very common not something that many people did it okay fantastic so tell us a little bit more about the audition with uh, mr carlos acosta
1: Yes, the audition, the audition was a ballet class. It was like 300 dancers. I don't know, so much, so many people there. And it was a classical uh, class and after a contemporary one. And Carlos uh, did a phrase and we did it after. Mm-hmm. And he, too, he did uh, two auditions in two moments. Because he wanted to see everybody yep. uh who wanted to go to the audition, but uh he was really clear about he wanted a specific dancer that he could see that they could uh, do like uh, very versatile
0: Vesitial. styles. Yes. yes
1: yes that that was scary but also exciting because we were in front of him, and I remember that he said. Well, I see many classical dancers here. You must know that this is a contemporary company and you're not going to do Don Quixote or Giselle or Swan Lake, nothing Which like actually that. actually
0: you did at some point.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I remember that some people just go out because they wanted to, they expect from Carlos to to have more classical. Yeah. in in their life and they really show about, they wanna do classical uh, uh, dance and ballet and, but for for Ale and and I, we decided that we wanna experiment other things and also after that, we have been doing so much ballet too and we really enjoyed uh, that, that we were doing contemporary and also
0: We'll, we'll, talk that, we'll talk about that in a second because I remember a particular story that I really like when you jump from a couple of years doing all the contemporary to do ballet again. So before that, um, how can you tell me about the moment that you got to know that you were going to be in the company? So there was a moment that I guess, after how, how did it happen? You went one day in the audition, two days, then you received a phone call, an email, Carlos Told you after an interview. How was that moment that you knew? Okay, I'm gonna start working with Acosta. How was that?
1: It it was really, it, it was really really fast because he did two two runs with the with the with the auditions and uh, after the the audition, he's like, uh, we really he knows the dancers he wanted, and he said,
0: you he you said and you, the
1: exactly. We were like 20 or 22, I can't remember. I was so excited about it. I said, I can't believe it. Like, we are in the company now in a, in a new project that is so, so new. good. Yes, so new. You don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time, you know that you are going to build something. And Actually, is...
0: I'm, re- I'm realizing right now, you are a founder member of Acosta exactly. Danza. You're one of the few ones that were there from the very beginning, Well, wow, congratulations. <laughs> Can you tell me about the, the first project? What is the very first thing that you did with Acosta, which I think I arrived after you were working together for six months or something like that? So what yes. was the first thing that you did?
1: Exactly, for, for the dancers who came from the national company, company we, we had to, to start it like a few months later because we had to, to finish a tour for two months. And after that, we joined the company. <clears throat> and I think the first thing uh, we did was we, uh, with MACA, mm. a, a, cor- a big, a long choreography with, uh, with the dancers, with the contemporary and the classical dancers just going together. But in, in that moment, every dancer was doing what, uh, uh, their specialty, that their styles. The classical girls with point shoes trying to do a little bit of contemporary movement. It was that moment of everything. We started to, to have a workshop. It was really good. When we arrived uh, to Cuba, where it, we started to do, mm-hmm. I I remember we did the farewell with, with Carlos, uh, a the classical farewell. tour with him. Yes. Yes. Uh, Carlos and Friends. Yes. Uh it was a classical um, show mm-hmm. for because he was saying goodbye to the classical and and he's become a director of the company. Yeah. And in that moment was that everybody was doing their styles, but uh, we were learning.
0: Yeah.
1: How to how to be one to company mix everything, exactly
0: and that's a, a little bit when i arrived i think it was august 2016 or something like that and uh, i met carlos at the royal opera house because i was working with miguel antunaga who was making a, a, a duet for him and carlos invited me to teach just for a couple of weeks and when i arrived there um i mean i have to tell you that uh, the reason why i went there it was it was very beautiful because i didn't know carlos very much and He called me and he said, this is a very new project. I don't have much money because I'm doing everything from my own pocket. But I really like your style and I really would like you to go. And I was not sure because it was uh, quite far and um, financially didn't work out very well. But it was something that he told me that it was something that it it arrived to my heart. He was telling me, Jorge, what I'm trying to do is a company of dance of dancers that doesn't matter if they are classically trained they are contemporary hip hop whatever for me dance is dance and I think what you can offer there is something very special because it's at the very core of uh, how dance works and only with that sentence only with that reason I said to Carlos Carlos I really believe in your project whatever you need I'm, I'm there to support it and it's been a beautiful relationship because I uh, created this piece many, many years ago. So I was working about performance presence with you guys, uh, teaching a little bit that, and that became a piece afterwards. So can you tell me a little bit more about that two weeks experience for you uh, when we were just taking classes? What what, what do you remember about those two weeks? It was something that... Yeah, how was it?
1: Yes, uh, well... That moment was really special. We were uh, doing like workshop. No, I think from the beginning, the company was really special because we started to new uh, new, new, people, new teachers, choreographers. It was like a, a rush of learning all the time. We were very busy. And when you arrived, it was really special with your workshop. I knew in that moment that it was Different it was uh, like a uh, life <laughs> i don't know and and I doesn't know i i I didn't know why and and I was thinking why this workshop is so special uh, make me feel so good with myself and with my with all the dancers like a group we really feel like uh, we were a team working for for something. Uh, in the studio, in, with our body, with the with the piece. In that moment, we felt like everybody, like uh, we were in the best training moment. We, we we really felt felt that like we were we were really strong, and the workshop with you, for us, for everybody, was very special. I think is uh, I know that now is uh, about your methodology to, uh, it is about our vivencia. And I did my thesis about 12 <laughs> because that, because uh, it, it had this meaning to the, to the company. It make, it make us to be a group, it make us to be a really strong. I think you, you start when you came, you help us to be a really good company together like one company everybody makes i think what uh, that moment with that workshop we we feel like uh, we could do it hmm. <laughs> like we can be one we can do everything
0: i remember together. that uh, that time with with a lot of love it was very special and i was extremely happy when uh, carlos asked me to develop that workshop that we had into a piece that for those who are listening round Uh, now it was called 12 because that piece just for everyone to know is 12 dancers throwing and catching 36 bottles of water non-stop for 20 minutes. So I would like to talk about that because I know that uh, that was very important. At the same time that you were uh, in Acosta Danza, you were studying the Escuela Superior de Arte, right? And uh, in your final year, you had to do a thesis. You have to kind of like finish the year. And then you decided to do it about your experience with 12, with this piece. Can you tell me shortly, because then we will talk about how you are applying and now that in your classes, in your practice, but can you tell me a little bit more why, why uh, you decided from all the experiences that you have to concentrate in that piece and in your experience? And actually, what is the thing that you've learned by doing your thesis? I I
1: think um, what I decided is about that is, experience, the experience uh, not on, I, just, I discovered the experience not only on a stage. I, it, it was more about the experience in all the moments, from the practice, the process, the stage, and, and after. It was that moment like I told you about uh, Fernando Alonso, that mm-hmm. I discovered the dance. In this point, I discovered other parts too, how to. Uh, how to, how I could be in the dance in a different way in my life, I, how I could be so present in each moment with, in, before that, I was always so concentrated in the, in the performance moment only. In that moment, I didn't realize, uh, or maybe with like a very concentrated in the, in the performance that we don't leave all the, or the process mm-hmm. uh, before and, and after. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I was in the ballet, uh, in the university, I was in the ballet part and I did my thesis about uh, contemporary peace because for me it was important to give uh, that information, that experience about dance, like Carlos said, in the whole, uh, World about dance, not only ballet or contemporary experiences. About the performer, the the person into, into the vivencia, <laughs> the vivencia and the whole in every moment.
0: So I guess that you've experienced that uh, in the creation process. You've experienced that in in the performance. Uh, you performed many, many times this piece in different scenarios, in the streets, outside, uh, in different roles, with different people. But you also wrote about it. Can I ask you, what is the specific part that you learned that you didn't know by writing about it? So one thing is to experience, but when you start reflecting about it, what did you learn? What was your conclusion after finishing your Writing
1: the, the conclusion was that I, uh, I, I had a change about uh, how, I, how I confront the, the dance, because I, I studied the methodology, the, the steps uh, that the methodology gave us for, for our daily practice, for our daily life. And I took that form. For me, not a, I knew it was a special, but I I wasn't know what is going happens there. Why I can do this forever?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and when I I I started to to study uh, your thesis, other resources, I I found it yeah. how to how to bring that to my life
2: yeah.
1: always. <laughs>
0: And I yeah, guess that, um, that,
1: that, that changing.
0: Yes, uh, and thank you for that. Um, and I remember a particular moment that you were uh, dancing only contemporary for a couple of years. And then Carlos decided to put a, a classical repertoire in the, in the theater. And all of you were a tiny bit panicking because like we, we are not prepared. We haven't done many classes. And there was a moment that you told me, well, Tours Udentia you helped me with this because. So can you tell us a bit, a bit about that transition and how you managed to, to solve that situation? Exactly.
1: Imagine, uh, we were like in the company for two years. I was being three years doing only contemporary without, without point shoes and that anything. And uh, we had in our schedule this uh, classical uh, performance. We had like one or two months preparation and only I said, one or two months exactly wow
0: was,
1: and i said well
0: <laughs>
1: what i can do uh, because i want to do it well because carlos always asked for a really high level where we did we did the don quixote we did a uh, majissimo macmillan but uh, really really classical and and i said well how I can do, and I took the methodology and I organized all with everything how a skill do I, do I need, how I can uh, be prepared for the roles I going to do, uh, how I going to prepare physically my my mind everything concentrating that in for two months, all my thinking was about that performance and how I could uh, be prepared or that in a healthy way. Without worries, without rush, without, I, I remember I took the decision to the ballet class, is going to be without point shoes, because I will mm-hmm. spend the whole day with point shoes, and if I do that in this moment, my, my foot is not don't, don't going to, to work after. So you
0: start taking the decisions of what you need. Yes,
1: exactly. I, I started to take decision about what my, uh, only myself, what I needed for for be a great in that moment, how to study, how to train, different my body. I choose another training for the body, for the under, or for the lines, for be skinny. My brother too. We did a diet, a really healthy diet, a specific exercise, a resting because sometimes we are like like crazy working, 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 and we uh, we decided to have a, a rest too um, and you have fun too with, with everything and it was really I really enjoyed all the process because oh, that because I I I took every decision and I will change it and I have a change if this is, doesn't work I will change it for for this action or for this idea
0: so you took and control I... of your own training you yes. took control of your own situation and something that it would be really stressful because you have two months uh, to prepare for something that you haven't done in years it became a very enjoyable experience as a learning one exactly uh, thank you um it's, it's very refreshing to hear but the most important thing and that's why you are here today is that you took that to the next level So you start thinking, how can I help other people to do that? And before I go into that, I need to tell you that um, for everyone who is listening, Leticia is one of the most amazing human beings and performers because she is someone who works really hard, but someone who is also very open to changes, but also someone who keeps proposing new things. So I remember that uh, when we were creating 12, Sometimes we stay after the rehearsals and we talk and then see offer ideas. And it's someone who is extremely creative and moving forward. And this is what I'm really, really excited to have you here because I know that you took a principle of the methodology towards Vivencia, your experience with 12 and your experience with the ballet world. And then you combine all together, which is what you're gonna be doing with us next week. Tell us a little bit how you have revolutionized, how you change the, the classes that classically trained people take with this methodology and how that can be useful for every single dancer, contemporary, flamenco, um, everything. So tell us a little bit what you're going to be doing with us next week.
1: Uh, yes, uh, I think my, my purpose is about the experience. Uh, I I want to change the experience our uh, our minds too, and be, uh, when we are in in our training, and my my idea is uh, I have the base to to in the in, in ballet, and I want to create a training where the dancer can be present all the time. It's like uh, I did in that. Preparation. He's going to. Can I ask you? You have a lot of noise
0: on the background.
1: Ah, sorry. It is okay now?
0: (laughs) No, it's a lot of noise. Uh,
1: I don't know. I I don't have noise.
0: Okay. Maybe it's just the the mic he was uh, scratching with the hair. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So we go back to the class, the experience of the dancer.
1: Yes, uh, uh, I, I wanna, when, when we are f- professionals, we are in our own. Of course, we have classes and all that kind of things. And I, I wanted to have some goals in every, in every class, like, uh, like go step by step, like going from to the beginning, Again, and for example, in ballet, we have to think a lot of uh hold the shoulder your your foot is straight like uh, be happy all the time and it, your mind can be like bomb, <laughs> and when you go to one things, you can be more concentrated and be better in others and also, I wanted to try the they make decisions in the moment mm-hmm. to to do it uh, really alive that that moment, and uh, with a really hard training too, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. for me it's very important to be uh, healthy mm-hmm. in your in your life like a dancer. We 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 must to be physical uh, physically all the time. We we must to be very uh, strong and prepared for for everything, mm-hmm. and yes, the most important for me is the experience, what is in your mind, what makes you be living the moment, mm-hmm. the present, mm-hmm. what, is, what you can do, and also give to the dancer the opportunity to discover herself, what they need, not only what, they, what, the, what the choreographer or the company is asking you, also how you recognize you, and mm-hmm. um, how you want to uh, you do your next steps for, for your goals or things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And can you tell us a tiny bit more, just to finish, before we introduce Kaisa, who is with you later, um, that's going to be how we are going to be wrapping it. But can you tell us a tiny bit more concrete what are you going to be doing with us next week uh, in those classes, how you're going to achieve the, the idea that the dancers are going to be fully present all the time, that they are playful, that they take decisions. How, how do you do that in your classes?
1: Well, first of all, uh, I, I want to do a warm up different with, uh, with yoga and, and cardio, mm-hmm. because I experienced that when we, for example, ballet, uh, ballet dancers, we do warm up really specific, like uh, only stretch and things like that. And we start. And I want to start like a really, really warm. And you can get all the all the class from from the beginning. You are going to be full, full preparation you, you are going to have really there from the beginning. You are, can be like really prepared for mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. And also, I I will change directions i will ask you for for example do other arms in the moment and remember that arms and go to the other side and things like that that make you be more more present
0: more aware more on your toes
1: everywhere on your toes on your foot on your mind make the decision my arms always goes there today put it in other parts and then remember what you did and going to the other side, I did the same. Like mm-hmm. you must know what I did in this part, what situation I took and going to the, to the other side. That that kind of task. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we are going to play with, with the body too, like uh, your back. You can move it in different way too mm-hmm. because you can be like really high but you can move and go how again in your yeah. decision. How you wanna show you mm. also mm, very how nice. how the intentions. How how you wanna move. How you wanna show uh, your best quality or your best ability and how you work in your ability. You don't you don't have so good also. Yes.
0: Always, I really like your approach always in a healthy way, in an enjoyable way from who you are and where you want to go. (laughs) So Leticia, from all that amazing background, from uh, studying ballet from the age of 10 to the 18, doing the International Dance Company of Cuba, going into Acosta, finishing your thesis, and putting all those knowledge together. I'm really looking forward to um, have you with us next week. Before we finish, I would like to do two things. First, if anyone who is listening to us has any questions, write it in the comments because, like, uh, Leticia is here. And also, I would like to invite Kaisa to to come to the camera. Senorita Kaisa, can you Kaisa? approach us? Uh, my I want to introduce everyone. Kaisa, oh, uh, who is a very good friend of Towards You. Uh um, hello can you
2: hear me yes
0: we can <laughs> and kaiser is going to be following uh, leticia next week so we're she's going to be doing some live um um uh, live uh, instagram events next week with leticia during the classes and then she's going to do an interview afterwards so we are going to be following a little bit the trajectory of leticia's this week uh, Kaisa, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what are you going to well, be doing with her only-
2: only for those who are uh, seeing this live just remember to uh, activate the little the little bell that you have in towards vivencia uh ig so activate your notifications e- stories and ig tv so keep an eye on the ig towards vivencia so we're going to be here register all the things
0: very good. Uh, I always forget about that. But yes, people who are listening to the podcast at home as well, go to the To uh, Juventia Instagram, activate the little notifications because uh, we are going to be sharing live the things that uh, Letícia is going to be working with us next exactly. week.
2: Exactly. And it's a very, very good choice uh, to not lose anything, you know,
1: <laughs> because we yeah. have
2: a very fast life. So we have to- to keep an eye on these kind of things. So uh, I, just want you, uh, I just want to share that the decision that to make this following is because it's the first time of Leticia doing this kind of training. So that's why it's so important because it's to register that vivencia, that Leticia vivencia, and that's why we decided to do it in uh, different times so i hope it's gonna to be great
0: <laughs> very important so.
2: it's, yeah.
0: no pressure oh God, exactly
2: no, pressure. <laughs> it's gonna no be you, it's a you know what
0: fun. you know what my my gut feeling is telling me it's uh, i was going to think is is the the the, um, the birth of a star but actually no because leticia <laughs> has been born many many years ago and she's, <laughs> she's been always a star
2: it don't say many, uh, many years. I, I know it's well,
0: just kind of a, crazy a, a few years.
2: <laughs>
0: but I think this is a very, very special moment because I know that uh, Leticia is going to make a huge change in the dance world uh, with the work that she's developing. Mm-hmm. So I feel very privileged to be able to work very closely with her. I feel very honored that she's going to be with us next week. And I'm really looking forward to see how, from what you're going to be sharing with us next week, it grows to really make a change in the dance world because we need people like you that make dance more enjoyable, healthy from the person who are doing it, um, reflective, empowering, you take decisions. So Leticia, for now, congratulations for all the work that you've done, which is a lot. (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to see how that comes together next week with us. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you to you, Jorge, because mm-hmm. uh, you, you're you being uh, really inspiring to me. And uh, exactly, yes, uh, it is very uh, special to have you. And uh, yes, uh, we are going to start to experiment. Uh, I have my ideas and I know it's going to be developing with the time. I, I wasn't the idea to do it by Zoom, <laughs> for example, but that's... That that is how everything is going now, and, and yes, we are we're going to experiment. I I I really looking forward to the experience of of this kind of training. Yes, uh, how how in ballet where everything is like uh, very strict in the ways you can you can be there and you can take decisions and you can be really alive there in the. In the class
0: looking forward to it uh, i think it's gonna be cuban style with a twist <laughs> leticia thank yes. you so much
1: and, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: we will see you uh, from monday onwards do not miss her classes thank you for today and for this conversation leticia sending you lots of love
2: thank you, Bye. thank you. bye-bye <laughs>